Hi, welcome to Teshuva, Return and Reboot, where we will explore reflections on evidence-based strategies inspired by our tradition to return to our best selves and to renew our capacity to grow and change. I am Michelle Sarna, a psychologist who practices in camp, school, and community settings, and it is truly my pleasure to join you on this journey. If you have any comments or feedback, please feel free to email me at sarna.michelle at gmail.com. And if you found anything insightful um, from this podcast and our time together, please do share with others. Today, I wanted to talk about the process of teshuva according to Rambam, which involves uh, the fullest level of teshuva actually um, requires, according to the Rambam, being in the same position as the mistake or error that you have made, being in the same exact situation another time after you have completed the concept of teshuva and refraining from committing the same type of mistake again. This may seem logistically hard to orchestrate, but more so than being logistically hard of conceiving of the same exact situation happening to us again in which we would be presented with the same exact type of um, of enticement to do the same type of mistake, this also may be hard to wrap our heads around rationally. How can we imagine being in the same exact situation that invited us to make a mistake another time and being in such a higher moral and spiritual position that we would actually refrain from making that error again. So I wanted to shed light on the research of Daniel Kahneman and Amos Tversky, who were close friends and research partners, both Israeli, who actually invented the field of basically exposing biased biased thinking. And they um, really developed a whole field for which Daniel Kahneman later won a Nobel Prize in economics for showing how we often rely on cognitive biases or cognitive distortions in the decisions we make that lead to bad or erroneous outcomes even though there are more rational or logical ways to think. And one of those cognitive biases, I think, is relevant to completing the complete or ultimate process of teshuva, and that is the hindsight bias. So the hindsight bias is when we feel afterwards that an event was more predictable than we actually did before that event happened. For example, a common example is after seeing or hearing the results of an election, saying, oh, I kind of predicted that that was going to happen all along, even if everything we knew before the election um, had led us to believe a different outcome would have happened. So um, it's basically when after an event, people think they knew the outcome of the event before it actually happened. So colloquially, it's often referred to as, I knew it all along. Now, why can the I knew it all along be actually inhibiting us from growing and repenting and becoming our best selves? Because when we assume that we could have predicted before an event happened that it would have went down that way or would have concluded that way with us making the same mistake, then 
lose the opportunity of actually remembering how hard it was when we were in that position to avoid that erroneous judgment. So actually, if we are able to not have hindsight bias, then we're able to really remember that in that moment, before we committed that sin, before we made that mistake, it was so compelling. It felt so difficult to see another way, to make another choice. Then we are most likely to avoid making that same mistake in the future. Um, In addition, we can also use hindsight bias to evaluate others harshly. For example, if we imagine that if we had been in the same position as someone else, knowing what they knew, we would have made a totally different choice and rendered a different decision. And it's just because of their personal or psychological or moral limitations that they ended up making that mistake, then we not only are being biased or judging someone else unnecessarily unfavorably, but we're also not learning a lesson from ourselves as to how difficult it really is in the moment when we're confronted with real situational challenges to make a different choice. Hindsight bias can actually become stronger, um, which is bad, because if the following variables are in effect. One is cognitive, that um, if it may be easier to remember information that is now consistent with our current knowledge, like now we know that we ended up making a bad choice or mistake, and we may assume that we could have known it or we could have predicted that that would have happened from the beginning. Second is metacognitive. When we can easily understand how or why an event happened, then that event then seems like it was probably foreseeable all along. And the last is motivational, which is that people like to think that the world is predictable. So believing that a certain outcome was um, inevitable can be comforting because that helps us hold on to our understanding that the world is predictable. A powerful story um, came my way um, many years ago at NYU, which is the campus where my husband has been working and where we've been helping to support the Jewish community for the past close to two decades and also raising our young children. And at some point many years ago, this uh, master's student in the social work program began spending more time with the Jewish community. And he was wonderful, polite and kind and so passionate and so eager to learn and professional and courteous. And he was very visible because he was this big guy from the South and he ended up really following my husband around a lot and he was very passionate about learning about Judaism so that he could convert and could become Jewish. Um, My husband spent a lot of time with him and he was a really special person and we really felt privileged to have him in our life and also in the broader NYU Jewish community. He was just loved by everyone. And I remember the day that he finalized his conversion, my husband went with him to pick up my daughter who was then, my oldest was then in Beis Yaakov in the Lower East Side. She must have been about six. And she was so excited that he finally converted and she got this lollipop. And I remember her coming home beaming with this huge smile on her face like, 
I got a lollipop because Max, which isn't his real name, became Jewish today. And it was just, we were so excited to celebrate. So um, we, again, continued our relationship with Max. And shortly after, we actually found out that Max's story was a little bit more complicated than we had previously known. It turns out that Max um, grew up in a really, um, in a poor, struggling neighborhood, and he himself was always into books and learning, but around him there was so much crime and so much danger. And he, one day, who he was a really bookish, studious kid and really worked hard to avoid the gangs and the violence and the drugs um, and really make the right choices so that he could get out of the community and get educated and get a career. Um, At one point, he said as an adult that almost everybody he knew that he was related to or knew growing up was either dead or in jail. And that was the likelihood of where people would end up. Now, one day he was in high school and he was walking with his girlfriend and he happened to um, have noticed that uh, there was a gun in the drawer of his house and he became very curious about the gun and he was a very peaceful kid um, and he didn't know what overtook him, but he just decided to kind of hold the gun, put it in his pocket and, and ended up, he was with his girlfriend and he wanted to show it to her. And when he took it out to show it to her, his hand slipped and he accidentally pulled the trigger and killed his girlfriend. And before he came to NYU, he was in jail. He said before he got to jail, he was incredibly depressed and ashamed and felt so horrible for the, the crime that he had done and, and the tragic loss of life. And he ended up in jail, and in jail, he studied and worked hard, and he was able to get an undergraduate degree. And shortly after, he landed a job in a department store downtown, and then he ended up getting into the NYU program for social work, which is when he met my husband. So we were just amazed by the story, by all that this man had lived through and all that he had navigated. And he realized that even though he made a huge error and mistake, that people make mistakes in their life all the time and that they deserve a second chance. And he felt so grateful that he was able to get an education, contribute back to others, and also um, become part of a loving and inclusive community. He decided um, after getting his social work degree, he actually began a program at NYU that was focused on helping other people that were imprisoned getting college degrees so that they too would have a second chance. Now, this person, let's call him Max, is so inspiring on so many levels because he raised himself up from a very tragic event and he owned his accountability and he now is giving back to others um, so that they can have other opportunities. Now, Max's Teshuvah feels so complete to me and so inspiring because he's able to acknowledge that people make mistakes and that what helped him recover from his mistake was having had an education and having had access to a career that helped him pull himself up from um, from the dire situation that he was in and really reclaim and rebuild a beautiful life for himself. And 
by realizing or avoiding the hindsight bias for others and saying, well, um, others make mistakes and they deserve to, to be punished and my mistake was different and I would never make the mis- that mistake again. He is dedicating his life and what he learned from that experience to helping others who might have been in the very same situation that he had been and made an honest mistake, um, a terrible, tragic mistake for which they um, complete time and serve a sentence, but then being given permission and the opportunity to give back to society. So I pray for all of us during this month of Elul that we take the opportunity to really reflect on the situations that we've been in that led to us making mistakes and really owning our accountability in those situations and figuring out a way to help ourselves and others avoid those situations in the future. I hope you have a meaningful and empowering day.